the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 27 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm nine. I'm Liam, and I'm seven. All right. Well, last week you guys did the podcast without me because I was Supreme Leader Croak last week. This week my voice is better. It's not perfect still, but it's it's getting better. Uh, thank you, Anna, for hosting for doing all the show notes, reading work, and all that stuff, and keeping the episode on track. And You're thank welcome. you, oh, and thank you, Liam, for making it easy on Anna for her to host. So that was good. It worked out pretty I good. Make it easy on you, so that doesn't mean. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. Well, what Star Warsy stuff have we been up to lately? Let's think. Liam, you and I were kind of doing like a weekend morning X-Wing games. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. So we're still playing X-Wing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Once, I, have, I, I, I did. you once. Yeah, actually I just posted the video on our YouTube page, uh, which where the, the username uh, is Force Children. Um, and I'll put that up on the website also, uh, childrenoftheforce.com. Anyway, I took a time-lapse video of a full game. Uh, the first half was from above, and then the second half was kind of more like ground level. Uh, it was pretty fun to watch. Watch this whole game in yeah, two minutes. Yeah, added music in it. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, and it take two minutes to watch the whole game, which usually takes like an hour at least, hour and a half probably. Like so, the whole game. So, yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's- it's fun. Anna, you uh, have have stopped reading Ray's Survival Guide. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about Ray's Survival Guide and how you feel about it? I just think it's really... Because Ray, she talks about Jakku as if it's this horrible place. And in then the in book? the movie, yeah. And then in the movie, she really wants to go back to it. Oh, so in the book, she's kind of like complaining about Jakku. She's saying there's not much here. It's Right? Mm-hmm. And in the movie you feel like she's different, like she wants to go mm-hmm. back to Jakku. Now, does she want to go back to Jakku because she thinks it's a great place? No. No, why does she want to go back? Because she was waiting from her mom and, for her mom and dad, but also in the book she said, I just want to get off this planet. She never said. Uh, she said, I want to get off this planet, and then when she was off, she said, I want to get back on. Yeah, and interesting, interesting. mom and dad, there might be a sister or brother. Don't know that. She so does say family, should... doesn't she? Yes. But that's that's fine. We, we, you know, it's, it's okay. It could Most people are assuming a parent or parents. Yeah. Um, no, that's interesting. So, like, it might not just be that, right? Maybe it's just like the way that she talks about things and people is negative. Like, is she kind of like a like cynical? Like, she has like a negative attitude about things mm-hmm. in the book, and 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 the Ray in the movie. You don't see a lot of negativity from her, right? You see mm-hmm. her trying to be nice to people. Like, she's nice to BB-8. Well, at first, she's kind of like, I don't want, you know, I don't want you to hang around. You, you can't stay with me, right? But then she says, okay, fine. You, know, you can stay. That little eye look. I love that little eye look that she gives when she tells BB-8 that he can stay. So, 
That's interesting, though. Uh, Liam, you and I have started reading it together, and I've enjoyed it. I like it. Me too. I think it's really good. So I guess it's just kind of a personal preference thing. You feel like maybe the the ray of the book doesn't match the ray of the movie, and uh, and I guess I don't really think about that that much when I'm reading it. So in Hmm. my opinion, you are kind of right. As much as we read it, though. Like, we just got to the part where she's serious about things, kind of. Mm, yeah. So, uh, We haven't got too far into it yet, have we? Yeah. Yeah. So, I kind of agree with you, but I wouldn't be so mad about it and stop reading it. Oh, interesting. Why are you stopping reading it? Hmm. Why are you stopping reading it, Anna? Because, um... Because that's just what I do when I don't like a book. <laughs> that's there. true. That is true. You you have no problem like just putting a book aside and not reading it if you don't like it, which that's a that's a good skill to have. I think you don't have to finish reading a book you start reading. Uh, I do. <laughs> I have a really hard time putting down a book. Like even if I don't like it, I still will read the end of it. But uh, but yeah. So Liam, you and I started reading Race Survival Guide because we finished what. Jedi Academy! And can you give an impression of yourself when we finished Jedi Academy? Wah. Wah. I think you did more of a Darth Vader. No! (laughs) You were pretty pretty mad that we finished it, because you really enjoyed that. Same with me, but you can always read it again. You can always read it again. I just wished it was like a Jedi Academy high school and college. And then there would be, um... Master's degree, but then <laughs> it would be done. <laughs> but then the it would be done, and that would be so sad. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, I, I still meet. I'm still meaning to ask Jeffrey yes. Brown if we can interview him and ask him if he's going to write anymore. We have. I'm reading the second book over again, and I'm not in the middle of it. That's right, and you're reading it on your own without yes. any help. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, uh, one thing that happened um, a couple weeks ago, and you actually read a joke from this email last week, but we got an email from uh, Tyler Schmidt, and it's just a really nice email, so I just kind of want to read through it a little bit, um, just pick out parts from it, and uh, there's some discussion stuff, too. So, first of all, uh, he says, happy birthday to you, Liam. So, that's cool. And then he goes on to say, I love your podcast. I've listened to it since the beginning, and it's one of two Star Wars ones I listen to. So, that's awesome. That's Yay. Makes me feel good. Uh, he says, I've been into Star Wars ever since I was a little kid. My dad introduced me to it as well. Currently, I'm reading Aftermath by Chuck Wendig on my Kindle. And then he says, sorry, Anna, I switched to digital as well. I don't so, care if other people switch to digital. I'm just not switching to digital. Mm, you don't take it personally? Yeah. Mm, that's good. So that's a good way to be. So he's going to listen to that and he'll know. Now, now, Tyler goes on to give some theories, and we're just going to go through the three theories that he has and uh, discuss them. So first he says, I think Kylo Ren killed Han Solo to get closer to Snoke. I thought about this after the second time I watched this movie, and I heard it somewhere. Don't know if it was from your podcast or somewhere else. And I feel like I know that we've discussed it, but I can't remember whether or not I heard it on someone else's podcast or if I just kind of came to that idea, you know, uh, on my own. I, I don't remember. It's like it's out there in the ether, right? Like it's just like this thought that might have been out there that I heard or maybe I just thought of it. I don't know. It's it's, it's fine. Um, and, and again, spoiler alert, 
if you haven't read Harry Potter, skip ahead 30 seconds, but I had, I had kind of likened it to uh, Snape. Snape, right? And, and we assume Snape is this villain most of the time, especially when he kills Dumbledore. I mean, good Lord, you know? Um, but then it turns out that he's actually not. Like, how could he not be? Daddy, think those but then he's seconds. not. That's 30 seconds. So he says, I feel that would explain why he was crying right before. Because he knew if he could show he was truly dark enough to kill his father, then Snoke would want to get close to him. And this would make it easy for Kylo Ren to kill him in the end. Kill Snoke in the end, right? So that's a... I, I like that idea. I still don't see it happening, but I like that idea. Here's another idea that, that Tyler did not write about that I... Uh, it kind of fits in here a little bit. Um, I just saw something, and I, it was not attributed to anybody, so I can't say whose theory this is because I, I didn't see whose it was. And the theory is Han Solo is the one who ignites Kylo Ren's lightsaber. And that's kind of a hard one, right? So, like, we talked... What? I know. So we talked a couple episodes ago about how... That how, means he wanted to kill us. Well, may, no. Not that he wa- not necessarily that he wanted to. It means that he didn't want his son to do it. So we talked a couple episodes ago about how I didn't feel like what Han did was a sacrifice. Because his yeah, son killed I him. I don't right? feel like it was it a sacrifice either. But if Han Solo was the one who hit that igniter button, right? It was a sacrifice. Then, he, then it was a sacrifice. He was sacrificing his life to save the soul of his son. I mean, I like the theory. I don't think... I don't I, think again, it's true, I don't think I it's like true, it. but I like it. I like it. Because when, we, when we get the movie, we're going to watch that. <laughs> yeah, we'll watch it very closely. I don't think they show the the hilt when it ignites, right? You don't see it. You just kind of see Han, and then you see the... Ugh, anyway, I don't want to have to watch that scene in slow motion. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, so, but no, I, I like I like the theory, um, and I like the, the Kylo Ren as a double agent theory also. That he's kind of pretending to be mean so that he can get close to Snoke. But of course, you pretend to be mean long enough, you become mean, so... You know, the monster takes over, right? All right. His other one was, uh, was Ray sold to Unkar Plut? Unkar Plut? Unkar Plut? Unkar Plut? Unkar Plut? There's two U's that I don't know how to pronounce. Unkar Plut, I think is how I've been saying it. But I think I've heard Unkar Plut also. Anyway, so he said, if you watch and listen closely during her flashback, it looks like his hand holding her arm and his voice telling her to be quiet. It, it does. Which I think it is. And I think we've talked uh, about that before. Yeah, once. yeah. I, th- I think it is. I know um, on Wikipedia, I looked this up today because I was wondering, like, is there a source? Wikipedia. Is there a source for this on Wikipedia? Yes. Did I say Wikipedia? Yeah. No, you said Wikipedia. You said Wikipedia. Oh, Wikipedia. Sorry. Uh they, Wikipedia says that it is Umkar holding Ray's hand in that flashback. And I couldn't tell what the source was. I think maybe they were just using The Force Awakens as the evidence for that. And after seeing it four times, I'm pretty sure that it was Umkar. Which makes you wonder, who the heck left Ray there with Umkar Plut? Yeah. And was she sold to him, or was she given, right? Given. Because she doesn't seem like a slave in the usual sense, right? She gives she gives stuff to Ungar Plut and for food, and when she looks at him, she's probably wants to kick him. 
Kick him. She wants to uh, kick the, the blobfish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. The yeah. Or just punch him in the face. Or just punch him in the face. Ah. Sure. Well, I kind of want to punch him in the face. Same with me. I mean, <laughs> All right. Like, he doesn't give on. people enough food. No, he doesn't. I mean, one quarter portion. Come on. Seriously? One quarter portion? I mean, come on. At least give me a third. I mean, come on, Eckhart. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> so... So, his third theory is that Snoke is Darth Plagueis, and I think we have discussed this one as well. So, Darth see, Plagueis is not Legends. He's not Legends. So. Well, he's both, right? I mean, there's a lot of about Darth Plagueis that we know from Legends that isn't necessarily canon, but we do know from canon that Darth Plagueis was Palpatine's master. But Palpatine killed him. We also know that, yes. Okay. So he says, Palpatine told Anakin that Plagueis knew how to cheat death, and the scars most likely match the scars that he would have received when Palpatine, air quotes, killed him. Oh, daddy, daddy, daddy. Yeah. I think this might be one thing. I know Snoke looks like a hologram. Mm Mm-hmm. He could just be a, fir- a force ghost. Or a hologram of a force ghost, right? We discussed that a couple yes. episodes but ago. But then too. there's the training. He said, bring him yeah. to me for training. So he's most likely not a fro- force ghost. No, I don't think he's a force ghost. Um, the Sith can't become force ghosts anyway. Oh, Darksiders okay. cannot become force ghosts. That's, Maybe he's that's a, a Jedi and then he turned dark when he was dead. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. <laughs> did, did, did Count Dooku learn? No. He did it? Count Dooku did not learn. He was a Jedi Master when he uh, turned. Yeah, Qui-Gon was the first person to learn how to become a Force ghost. He taught oh, Obi-Wan yeah. and Yoda, Yoda from the grave, right? Ooh, he, he was already dead. He actually taught them? He taught them how. how yeah. Wait, so he taught Yoda yeah. when he was dead? Yeah. He, he, communi- he, he communicated to Yoda from as a Force ghost. He's right? powerful. Oh, when you I thought you went when Yoda was oh, dead. Oh, when Yoda was dead. No, when Qui-Gon was dead, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so the Darth Plagueis is Snoke theory. I mean, I, I am not ready to say that's not true. Um, that there's no way it could be. I think there is a chance. I don't there's think a it's a, I don't think it's a huge chance. I don't I think, think there is any chance. I'm, I'm sort of in the Snoke is Snoke camp. Same with um, me. That's what I am in. But that doesn't mean that there's not a super interesting backstory to Snoke. That that uh, you know, it's it could still have something to do with like the Clone Wars and and the prequels. And he even says, right? He says in that quote that we read last week, he says, "I watched the Empire rise and fall." I mean, he's been around, right? He's been watching. So, I you know, think who knows? He's a new character. Same with me. I think he's a new character. Same too. with me. All right, well, Tyler also has a question for the question and answer council, but we'll save that for later in the show. Anyway, he finished his email telling us that we're doing an awesome job and he can't wait to hear more and more of our podcast. So, wow. Thank you so much, Tyler. I cannot speak. Yeah, pretty awesome. I can't speak for other podcasters out there, but I feel like doing this podcast is like wandering through the desert sometimes. Like I'm thirsty and I'm tired. I'm like Finn, right? Wandering through the desert. Long stretches of sand and desolation. But every once in a while you stumble upon an oasis and you sidle up next to that hapabore and you drink that delicious, delicious 
Hapabore backwash water. And, uh, wow, daddy. Wow. <laughs> so Tyler's email is like the Hapabore backwash that quenches my thirst and sustains me for my journey to that next watering hole, you know? Because oh, it doesn't come, it doesn't come often. Like we're, you know, we're not getting like tons of emails saying you guys are awesome, and that's fine. People listen, they they interact in their own way on their own time. I'm I'm not saying we should be getting more emails like this, but I'm just saying emails like this sustain me personally, and uh, you know, because like I said a couple episodes ago, you know, we we do this, uh, you know, we we do this to be listened to. We don't, we're not just doing this for ourselves. We do think that we have something to contribute to the conversation. There are plenty of other podcasts out there, and and us being one of two that Tyler listens to, that's that's awesome. Uh, it's humbling. So anyway, thank you, Tyler. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, uh, let's see, other Star Warsy stuff. We watched a couple episodes of Rebels since we last recorded. We're not going to talk the specifics of the plot, just so people don't have to skip past this part that they haven't seen them yet, but we watched The Protector of Concord Dawn, which is a pretty cool Mandalorian episode, so we learned some stuff about Sabine's past, right? We also watched the Zeb episode. Well, first of all, Concord, uh, The Protector of Concord Dawn, what did you guys think of the episode without giving specifics? Good. Yep wasn't really my favorite episode of all yeah. time but yeah it was pretty good it was pretty good from one to ten it was probably uh, probably six six yeah yeah for me it would be like seven and a half yeah yeah i liked it it was it was very um action filled i would have liked to see even more about sabine same with um me. There were some times where Kanan was was kind of the person in action that i would have liked for that to have been sabine instead but uh but you know it was kind of nice to see those two sort of be together and Daddy? yeah um we watched rebels recon about it oh yeah and he said uh, i forgot who it was but he said that we were just starting to see sabine's past mm-hmm. and i just feel like we have a lot more to go oh, with yeah. her past and that they're going to show it all soon because soon. we're just starting to get into it mm. like her mother going I think, like, every other episode, we're going to learn, like, a tiny little bit about Sabine. Really? Wow. Yeah, and then yeah, leads think, up to one big thing. I think Sabine is going to have a flashback, and we're going to see her mom. Oh, I hope so. Because we saw we saw a woman from just the Clone Wars. We mm-hmm. saw a woman from the Clone Wars, but there was also two other women. Yeah, so the main kind of female... Death Watch member was Bo-Katan, is her name. I don't think Bo-Katan is Sabine's mom, but who knows? Because Sabine's last name is Ren. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but another Kylo another Ren? character... Ooh, could she be Kylo Ren's, <laughs> da- uh, Kylo Ren's daughter? That's yeah, Ren spelled differently, and uh, she would not be... If anything, she'd be Kylo Ren's mom, not daughter. But, of course, we know she's not Kylo Ren's <laughs> mom because... Because Kylo Ren wasn't born in the Clone Wars. He was never in the Clone Wars. Anyway, we also learned some more about uh, another another character of the Ghost crew, Zeb, right? In Legends Yay! of Lasat. 
And again, we're not going to talk specifics, but that one, that episode, I thought. That one was like a nine and like three quarters. Yeah. Blew my mind. (laughs) Yes. Nine three quarters. Nine and three quarters. Nine and a half. half. All right. So. Blew my mind. Nine and three quarters. So the episode centers on a couple of the sots who are looking for a new home planet because as we've learned from season one of rebels the lasat people and lasan the planet were basically wiped out by the empire uh but we end up learning about the spiritual nature of lasat culture now the lasats have a name for this mystical energy field that surrounds us they call it ashla right we know it as the force now, in legends, right, in these, these legends stories that are not canon, Ashla is the name for the light side of the Force. Really? Yep. But not just in legends. The StarWars.com trivia gallery for this episode uh, gave this really cool image of a, con- a, a concept art for Ahsoka. And Ahsoka originally was going to be called Ashla. What? That was originally going to be her name. Could you zoom in on it so I can see it better? Yeah. Sure, here's that image. Now, so cool. uh, underneath this this image, it says that Chava, now that's that really old Lasat, refers to her belief in the Ashla. In George Lucas's early story treatments for the original Star Wars, the dark and light aspects of the Force were given proper names. The Bogan and the Ashla. So... The Bogan was the name for the dark side. I like the Bogan, and I like the Ashla. Ashla is a pretty cool name. Bogan or Bogan, I'm not sure. I don't like that one. (laughs) In fact, and then it says uh, Ahsoka's early name during the development of the Clone Wars was Ashla. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. So, in this episode, we see the Force, or Ashla, in other words. Uh, It seems to be expressed in a different way than we see the Force used. Like... Without giving a bunch away, it's kind of like, uh, it's not like traditional force powers that the Jedi and the Sith use, right? When else have we seen this in Star Wars? These these force users who are not Jedi or Sith or even, you know, anything like them. Is it like, I don't know, but I, I feel like you're talking about like the, what are they called again? The, ah. Uh, like the um in the sisters. Clone Wars, the Night Sisters. Yeah, the Night no, Sisters. I am talking about the Night Sisters, Anna. That's right. So yeah, it's kind of like the Night Sisters, because they use what they call magics, right? They call it magic, mm-hmm. but it's it's just their way of using the Force. And I like that the the Lasat people are sort of like the flip side, like the opposite of the Night Sisters, right? Instead of like this dark and scary. But still, like, empowering. Like, it gave them power and it built their community up, sort of. Um, But instead of this dark and scary alternative to the Sith, the Lasats give us this nice, kind of positive alternative to the Jedi, right? They use the this positive force stuff, right? Mm -hmm. This Ashla, right? Pretty cool. I mean, that really expanded what the force is. That episode was a great like universe expanding episode that told us more about the force that's not something you get every day that's pretty dang awesome yeah it is and the music Uh, was phenomenal i know the music was like the best it was 
crazy how it different was it was, but it was awesome. so good. Awesome! Remember, like, the... Uh, sorry, I don't get into details. That's okay. Um, but if you go to the StarWars.com website, go to the show guide for Legends of the Lasat. And they actually have that music, the full track that we're talking about. It has, like, violin, and it's really cool. Um, they have that whole track on there to listen to. Yeah, maybe I'll put that underneath this uh, underneath this little discussion about Rebels. Well, let's head on over to the news. So there's a USA Today story about New Republic Bloodline, the new book by Claudia Gray, who wrote Lost Stars. I know that. Coming out. Now. Yeah, you do. And uh, this book is coming out on May 3rd. And the cover was revealed. And I'm going to show you guys the cover right now. There it is. Oh, that looks so awesome. So that looks so awesome. Is that Leia? That is Leia. That's Leia, and That's... then there's there's a shadow of Darth Vader behind mm-hmm. her with X wings on it. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. That that, is... that cover I is never awesome. That was Darth Vader, but now I realize. It. Now you see it. Yeah. I love that cover. So here's something that the story says. So this is going to be a book about Princess Leia, <laughs> and it's going to take place like I think what was it like six <laughs> years before the Force Awakens. So here's what it says. Here's like the, a little bit from the story that gives us an idea of what this book is going to be about. Leia is professionally at a good place as a senator and leader in a peaceful new republic decades after the fall of Vader and the Emperor's stranglehold on the galaxy. However, Gray says, Claudia Gray, says that a new generation doesn't remember the lessons of the rebellion or recognize the wrongs of the Empire. And Leia begins to see the cracks in the foundation that could lead to a dangerous future for the galaxy. It says, Family is a major theme overall in the Star Wars films. And it plays a key role in one of the book's most significant events. One that has pretty far-reaching repercussions for several characters, Gray says. However, this novel isn't fundamentally about Leia as a wife, sister, or mom. This is about the role she's created for herself since the fall of the Empire, and the one she takes up by the time of The Force Awakens. Some characters from the recent film make an appearance in Bloodline, though Grey is introducing a lot of new players. The most important is Ransom Casterfo, a guy Grey describes as an ambitious young senator who's Leia's political opposite in virtually every way. He even collects artifacts from the Empire, like pro-Palpatine banners, pieces of armor, and so on. So, he seems like a slimy guy, but it sounds like he's going to be maybe another senator in the New Republic, is what it sounds like. So, there are senators in the New Republic that eh, might, you know, be a little bit 
sympathetic to the First Order. Like, they might like the First Order. And uh, there is an excerpt with this story. I'm going to link to this story on, on our website. And there is an excerpt. There's actually a little bit from the book. And it has to do with Leia, and she's in, like, this building, and she thinks that there's a bomb or something, and she's trying to get everybody out. It's really action-packed. So this is really exciting. Like, it's got Leia, it's got political intrigue, it's got bombs. It sounds like an awesome book. I'm super happy that the, this first, you know, book about our original characters in The Force Awakens time period is about Leia. It's awesome. She was in the movie. She was in the movie. She was in the movie more than Luke, that's for sure, right? Yeah. But but we didn't get to see her do that much. And this book is going to establish a lot about her and also about her family. Yay. And it says, Yay. it said in that story, it said in that story that family plays a key role in one of the book's most significant events. What do you think that event could be? I don't know. Uh, could we possibly see, what do you think, Liam? Um... A wedding. A wedding? Oh. A wedding. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe. Between who? Hanaya. Oh. Well, this is... I think this only takes place like six years before The Force Awakens. So Han and Leia, if they got... Well, they did get married. We know that. That probably wasn't too long after uh, Return <gasps> of the Jedi. What do you think, Anna? Maybe we're going to see... Maybe Kylo Ren hasn't gone to the dark side yet. Mm. And he and we're going to see a moment with like he and Leia and Han. Maybe. Oh, oh, maybe but, it's gonna be cute little Ky Kylo Ren. No kidding. <laughs> it's only I'm six kidding. years before, so yes. he'll be like twenty-four years old. Yes. Maybe we'll. Maybe it'll be the fall of Luke's Jedi Order. Maybe we'll see that in this book. I don't think so. I, don't, I think they're going to save that for some big thing. I don't know. I don't think they'll reveal that maybe in a book. Maybe we'll but see Luke going away. Maybe. Maybe. Well, is Luke already gone at this point? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to learn so much from this book. I can't wait. I cannot wait to read this. So DK is releasing a new uh, expanded Star Wars character guide. What's this is DK? another DK is the publisher. You know they they oh. release all those character guide books and yeah. the visual dictionary and stuff like that. And uh, so it's going to be a new Star Wars character guide. It's going to have the Force Awakens characters in it. Uh, there are two hundred pages in this book. Whoa! Which seems like a lot. But uh, I was just looking. The Clone Wars character guide that we have that only goes through season three has 200 pages. <laughs> so, oh, so I'm assuming. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that in this character guide they're only having characters from the movies, because 200 pages is not nearly enough to also have characters from the Clone Wars and from Rebels, right? I mean, the Clone Wars. If they had every character, it'd be like a thousand-page book. There's so many characters in the Clone Wars, you know? I, I think they're going to have to focus on the movie for this one. But uh, but it looks really cool. There's actually... Uh, let me show you guys some pages here. Um, so there's going to be Reek and Rey. It's kind of cool to see, like, the Reek from Attack of the Clones next to Rey from The Force Awakens. And they're on, yeah. you know, they're on facing pages. So yeah, it's just kind of... Yeah, why is it showing them together? Oh, well, that's that's two different pages, so they're just showing, like, when you open up the book, that's what it's going to look like. The Reek will be on one page, Ray will be on the other page, right? No. So then it shows, that's gonna be awesome. you know, Corsella and Kylo Ren, and the Hailfire droid next to old Han Solo. 
So it's kind of cool. I like I like seeing all of the movies in one place. Oh, and it um, kind of makes it all... Oh, and then, I guess, then they also gave us a Grumgar and Gwavian security soldier. So I, I know. They're both from like, The Force Awakens. Yes. Yep. We also learned that the Lego The Force Awakens game is going to be coming out. Ah, yeah! And, me uh, and Daddy are going to play it so much. Oh, are we going to play it? Well, and then the, the teaser trailer came out, which is really funny. Uh, we'll have that trailer on our website, too. Um... Yeah, it was it was pretty funny, uh, and the game is coming out on June twenty eighth of this year. Liam, how much do you think that game's going to cost? Uh, that might be uh, um, thirty or forty dollars. Sixty dollars. What? <laughs> what? Sixty. I'll help you pay for it. <laughs> You'll help me pay for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty five dollars. 25 all right we'll see uh so so it looks i mean it looks really the trailer makes it look really funny they haven't had any gameplay they haven't showed us what the actual game is going to look like but i I was thinking about how are they going to release a whole game based on just one movie because we're so used to the the complete star wars collection that we play on the wii that's six movies right six movies in one and and those six movies in one when it came out cost like 20 bucks so um so it's kind of interesting and we could buy it like at a pawn shop right now for like three dollars how big could this game be and is it worth sixty dollars i don't know um if after episode eight comes out are they going to like release new new uh levels that you can download but would you have to pay for those levels i don't know i don't know it kind of is reminding me a little bit of like what we're talking about with like the character guide right like there's 200 pages, but that's just for one movie, or that's just for the movies, and, like, there's all of Clone Wars and Rebels that aren't in it, and I don't know, it's just interesting how, um, hopefully they can bulk it up and, and make it worth that $60. Anyway, should be fun. I hope, uh, you know, at the very least, we can check it out from the library. The, they have PlayStation 4 games at the library, so we could check it out, play it for a little bit, and then if we really, really, really like it, we could always buy it for less money when it's on sale used or when it's on sale at Target or something, right? All right. Well, let's go have some canon news. The canon news song. Yeah. The canon news song. Yeah. Yeah. So today's canon news, we're getting back to the Force Awakens visual dictionary and uh, kind of working our way through that. There's two things about BB-8 that I'm going to pull from that dictionary. First, BB-8 speaks in 27th generation droid speak code a compressed variant of the most common astromech language. Pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> 27th generation droid speak. I like that. What's so that has mean? there been 27 generations of astromech droids? So like the first generation was like a gonk droid or like the basic, basic, basic astromech. And BB-8 is the 27th generation of that. I don't know. I like that though. Secondly, bb eight do not look any alike. No, but they're... Well, a gonk isn't actually an astromech. Gonk's a power droid, but I was thinking, like, the first astromech might have looked something like that. Really boxy, right? Slow moving. I don't know. Maybe. Secondly, BB-8's tracking mode, which connects him to the Resistance network, was neglectfully disabled prior to his latest mission. So usually, each droid has a little tracker in it, so you can always tell where they are. But BB-8's was turned off. 
How? Why? I don't know. Actually, in the Force Awakens novelization, um, C-3PO talks about how he made this big mistake and how he forgot to turn on BB-8's tracker before BB-8 went on this mission with Poe. And that's why they couldn't find him, right? Um, it's honestly, it's something where I'm sure they kind of wrote it in a little bit because they're like, oh, wait a second, wouldn't they have a tracker? Yeah, they would. Oh, well, let's say that C-3PO accidentally shut it off, right? <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? It's kind mm -hmm. of a, a plot spackle, right? Where you just, uh, there's a little plot hole and you put some spackle over it. Spackle's the kind of stuff that you, you can patch holes in walls with. So if there's a plot hole, that means there's a thing in the plot that doesn't make sense. The thing in the story, right? Uh -huh. It doesn't make sense, right? So then so you kind of you put, put some spackle over it, it, yeah. So a little bit of plot spackle. <laughs> uh, here's a fun note in the dictionary: BB-8 is never referred to as he, only it. And uh, in the movie, I can't remember if I think they they call him a he in the movie. I know that in the novelization, he's referred to as he. So I think when Pablo Hidalgo wrote this book, uh, he must not have yet known the gender of BB-8, right? Be or maybe he's kind of trying to leave it open because when BB-8 was first being developed, they were thinking he was going to be a she, really? a female. Yeah, BB-8 was going to have female programming. And then as he was developed, he just kind of became a he, I guess. But maybe, maybe Pablo knows something we don't. Maybe he just put it and he never put he because it'll be revealed in the second movie that BB-8's actually a female programming droid. <laughs> oh, Daddy. <laughs> well, I don't have a joke today, guys. Usually we have a joke, but I, I just didn't think of one this week. We're gonna skip the joke, I guess. This is, I think this is the first time we've ever skipped the joke. I feel kind of bad about that. It's fine, Daddy. Yeah. So I guess we're just going to head on over to the question and answer council instead. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. It's the question and answer council. All right, so our first question comes from Tyler. And his question is, who is your favorite background character from the seven current movies? So, for example, a background character would be kind of like Captain Panaka or Salacious Crumb or Kiari Mundi, he says. Liam, you got one? Oh, man. I gotta say, I think either Tarfell or Wicket. Oh, Tarful or Wicket? Tarful. Wookie. Oh, the Wookie Tarful. Yes, yeah. sorry. I always get Tarful and Tarples mixed up. Same with me. Hmm. Tarful or Wicket. Do you like the hairy ones? Yeah. And my other one would be Sassy Teen. Sassy Teen. Sassy. All right. I, I cool. think I would have to go with um, Wicket now that Liam brought it up. I'm hmm. like... Totally Wicket. Yeah, and Wicket is really a background character. I mean, I think it almost seems like Wicket's n like a main character, kind of. But really, like, he never is even named in the movie. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I am going to have to say... Wow, that is that is a hard one. 
my initial thought is Yaddle. Um, but that might be too minor. Yeah. So I think I will go with... I'm going to go with Mataka. Mataka. Mataka's the guy that tells Kylo Ren that uh, the droid escaped. He's the Imperial officer. You are a Star Wars geek. <laughs> Duh. You know his name? Well, yeah. Wow. It's like the wow. power drill. It's like the Mikata uh, line of power tools, but it's Mataka instead. That's how I remembered his name. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> anyway, I just really like how he cringes when Kylo Ren is slashing the wall and he kind of puts his head down like this. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's just sweating. It's just, I don't know, something about that guy. It's like... Love him. <laughs> uh, Tyler's answers now is, uh, he said, My answer would have to be Kit Fisto. I just love Jedi. I love Sith more, but there wasn't any background Sith. And he was my favorite background Jedi. So, that's cool. Kit Fisto. I love that smile he gives after he forces C-3PO in the, the Genos and Arena. He kind of forces like, him and then he gives like, this really cheesy smile like, Haha! That was like, fun! Yeah, I did it! <laughs> I did it! You. Yay, I forced him! I've been working on being able to force for a long time, and I just did She's it! Like, <gasps> <laughs> I fooled all the other masters into believing that I could force, but this time I actually did it! Ha-ha! <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to make fun of your, uh, your favorite background character, Tyler. My apologies. <laughs> Any, any other questions for the question and answer console I don't, tonight? I'm not we good We've ran out of questions. We've ran out of questions. Wait, um, I think I have a question. Who's your favorite character in episode five? My favorite, like, original to episode five character? Like, they only appear in episode five and no other movies? Or just in just, that movie, who do I like the best? Yeah. Yoda. Anna? Um, I would have to go with, I don't know. General Princess Veers. Leia. It's Veers, isn't it? Is it Veers? Princess Leia. Oh, Princess Leia. I love Princess Leia. She's yeah, awesome. She is pretty um, awesome. It's Veers, isn't it? Is it Veers? Veers, even. <laughs> no. Who's Veers? <laughs> he's, he's the the guy in the Adat Walker that... He commands the I don't, attack oh, no. on Oh, wow, Daddy. Anyway. Wait, no, I no. know who's my favorite one. Is. Oh, oh, Anna's got a new one. It's Sienna. <laughs> <laughs> Sienna, okay. From yeah. Lost Stars. From yeah, Lost Stars. I, I, just, I actually, no, just Princess Leia. <laughs> okay, Princess Leia. How about you, Liam? I love, I love Luke in the movie, but I just, uh, there's someone else. Mm -hmm. Who is it? Mm, uh, I gotta say it's Han. Yeah. Han. You know, I think I almost went with Han. Han's... I almost went with um, Lando. Yeah, Lando. Lando's pretty cool. And you know, Probably I gotta say... he kisses Leia. Because <laughs> <laughs> he kisses her on the hand, yeah. Yeah, that's just something people do. Yeah. It's not really a big deal. It's, yeah. it's a little smarmy. It's a little... Like, in this yeah. world, yes... But in the Star Wars world, no, not really. In the Star, there's nothing wrong with it in the Star Wars world. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know about that. 
uh, Han kind of looked at him like, uh, why are you kissing her hand, dude? Okay, you know? okay, I guess. So, you know, it's I, like I kind of... like, mm. I sort of wanted to say Han, um, because, like, Harrison Ford does such an amazing job in The Empire Strikes Back. I yeah, think that is... Does. That performance as Han is outstanding. But I didn't say Han because he's also a jerk <laughs> in, in that movie. Um, but, like... He's so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch him being a jerk. But, but uh, I don't know. I mean, like, there's that one scene where I pause it every every time we watch it. And I say, you know, that's not okay that Han's doing that when he's holding Leia's hand. And she says, let go of me. And he doesn't let go. That's not okay. Like, that's that's not okay. Like, I want you guys should know. You know, if you're holding someone's hand, especially, Liam, if you're like a man holding a woman's hand and she tells you to let go... You let go of that hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't let go of that hand, like, that's that's not okay. Like, we have to make sure that when we're, you know, uh, if we are romantically interested in somebody and, and we're, you know, we're touching them and they're asking us to stop touching, you stop touching them. Like, that's very important, you know. Like, we don't, you know, so, like, Han's being a, a total jerk there. Like, it kind of bothers me that that it it ends up well for him in that scene like he keeps holding her hand and at the toward the end of that scene before c-3po interrupts they kiss it really bothers me that han is rewarded for not letting go when she tells him to let go you know like that's not how real life works and i don't think that's a good lesson to be to be teaching you know boys and men and women right so I really have a problem with that scene specifically, but also the way that he talks to her in the first half of the movie, um, it just really rubs me the wrong way. I really don't like it. So, um, but that said, I enjoy watching it because he's such a jerk. Like I don't root for him. I think Han, why are you being such a jerk? You know. And then in the end, yes, I think he learns that he needs to stop you know, stop being such a jerk. And he does learn that. Anna, you have something to add? Yeah. I actually kind of like that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes in there. Yeah. Because they're kissing, and then yeah. c comes in, and he's like, Sir, I fixed the hypercap! <laughs> and then Han breaks away from her, and he's like, Great job! <laughs> and then while he's like, c says, Thank you very much, Master! Uh-huh. Leia's just walking by, like, with that little grumpy frown on her face, like, oh, <laughs> oh, why is he doing this? It is, it is very well written. It's very well written. Alright, well, Anna, did you have a question or not? No. Okay, I well, I think we'll, we'll call Do it Do I good. have one? Hmm? Do you? Do I? I don't have a question either. So, do you know what time it is? No, it's not time to feed your Ewok a little cracker. It's time for Stump the Lump! What is the gonk droid in The Force Awakens? What? You mean what's the name? Yeah. Of the gonk droid? Yeah. <sighs> what? Is it like a is it like a droid name? Like a yeah, like a C three PO? It's a kinda? droid name. And there's this thing after it, so if you just get the droid name, then we'll give you the credit, but Oh, I see. Um 
Well, I know. I don't. I didn't realize the Gonctroid had a name. You sure it's the Gonctroid? Yeah, I'm almost sure. It's not Buford, is it? No. It's not Emmy. No. Um. <sighs> Daddy, it's. It's a not Peasy Force. It's a droid name. It's not Peasy. No, I know. I'm guessing the nicknames, though. Like B-U-F-R-D was Buford. And... Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, I don't I don't know this one. Liam? 4-B-E-G-6 Gonk Series Power Droid. Wow. So, 4-B-E-G-6. Right? Yeah. Wow. If you just got that, we would have given you the credit. Oh, but. well, I know it's a Gonk series power droid. I mean, that's oh, yeah. Okay. That's that's the that's just the description. So, but the name is four B E G six. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no way I could have got that. All I right. know. You I just I just threw that it. card. Get that out of here. <laughs> Come on, that's too hard. <laughs> Easier one next time. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't like being the lump. Well, I like you being the lump. Actually, it's kind of Me fun too. when you're trying and then you finally get it. Yeah. So. yeah. All right, let's go have a shout out. Shout. 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 Shout out. Just one shout out today to uh, at Torpedo Ted13. I know we've given Tor a shout out to him before and we will give a shout out to him again uh because seriously he always lets us know that he's listening and always gives great feedback on on twitter uh for so our episodes what you're saying and, is he's uh, awesome well i just really love that he you know he takes a it takes time out of his day to kind of say hey we're listening i'm listening and i like this you know like it's just little things like that i love it it's great so thanks ted all yeah, right. Thanks a lot, Ted. And thank you to all of you who are listening to episode 27 of Children of the Force. If you would like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. We're at Force Children. Facebook. Children of the Force. Email. Forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenofforce.com. Mm -hmm. And while you're on our website, you can click on the link on the left-hand side of the page that says Send Children of the Force a Voicemail, and that will take you to a SpeakPipe page where you can leave us a voicemail from the comfort of your computer. You can leave us a voicemail saying happy one-year anniversary for your show, because this Friday, it will have been a year since we started doing this. So, hey, leave us any voicemail and we'll play it on the next show i would love to have 10 voicemails to play in a row on our show and i rhymed and i didn't even know but i did it and so and so and i didn't even know so just leave that voicemail people just leave that voicemail finally <laughs> finally leave us a review on itunes or stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. And if you don't leave a good review, Kylo Ren's going to call you a... Traitor! And FN2099 will call you a... Traitor! So, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And... May, may the, the Force be with you! Be with you.